Welcome to the underground, my little underground with Peter A. It's my little underground. I'm Peter A. This week on the show, we have Lamarck, who is the host of Lamarck After Dark. Season 2 is streaming now, wherever you get your podcast. And me and Lamarck had a very good conversation about credentials, you know, celebrities doing podcasting and radio and TV and all that good stuff, not being pigeonholed, and so much more. It's always good to catch up with Lamarck of Lamarck After Dark, and he's right here once again on My Little Underground. My Little Underground. Yeah, um, so we're here to talk about season two of Lamarck After Dark, which I'm a huge fan of. But uh, I want to ask you off the bat is, because I remember uh, Lamarck After Dark kind of started as like an Instagram live show you would do and you would talk about things you wouldn't talk about on the Fresh Movement. So tell me the key difference between Lamarck After Dark and your previous endeavors, be it of the Fresh Movement. I want to say the biggest difference is I just didn't give a fuck with Lamarck After Dark, if I'm being honest. I like with the Fresh Movement. I kind of did that at college. You know, shout out to WKRB. If I'm being completely honest, I wasn't going to bring Lamarck After Dark back. I just was working in a platform that everyone kept asking me that I need to do something because I want to do on-air work. So for me to do on-air work, they needed to hear something that I'm doing currently. So I was like, oh, fuck, because I just ended the Fresh Movement back in Atlanta, and I didn't have anything really going currently that I was doing for myself. So I was like, you know, maybe Lamarck After Dark, because people seem to like that when I did on Instagram Live during the pandemic, and it was... It was cool. Um, season one was just very nasty. And I was like, I don't know if this is where I want to go. Like, I was being hit up by porn stars. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to go down that alley. You know, no shade to the adult industry. I think it's some sex I feel like should be talked about more. But I just didn't want to be the sex person, you know? Oh, so yeah. Season two, I kind of really wanted to broadcast that, like, yeah, I can talk about sex, but, like, I'm more than just sex. Like, I can... If you know if you know me from the Fresh Movement, I didn't touch sex really at all. So like I kind of wanted to kind of blend the both of them in and kind of make it something cool. Yeah, I think I have the same a similar kind of struggle with with, with what I do because I don't want to be pigeonholed like like mm. you. The Fresh Movement was very music focused, music based, pop culture. Right. You, you 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 dabbled with a little pop culture, but now here it's just whatever, and it's very conversational, yeah. which. Which is it's very hard to do because I was listening to your recent episode about heartbreak and you were talking about, you know, like how great it is to have Chelsea as a co-host, which she's great, by the way. Um, and you were saying how you, just you by yourself is weird. Like you need someone to play off of. And it's right. very natural and not a lot of people can do that. And I think it's re- really cool. But, you know, the fact that you're getting hit up by porn stars is kind of uh, hilarious. <laughs> it's like, it's cool, but like, you don't want to be that that guy. But um, speaking of which, you did have somebody on your show that had an OnlyFans account. So is there any sort of endeavor or vocation that's off limits to Lamarck After Dark? Or generally speaking, is anything off limits? I don't think anything's off limits, but... um. I mean, I do edit as well. Like, I don't just, I do um, edit, produce, talk. So that's a lot. So, like, whatever I feel like is not, is too much, I will just edit out. But I do like my guests to come in there and feel comfortable. I do like them to have that understanding, like, this is a comfortable space. In regards to EJ, um, he was supposed to be on season one. 
but it just didn't work out. And he requested to be on season two, like the first episode. So I was like, sure. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a man about my word. Even though I was kind of pushing kind of like the sex thing to the back. I was like, fuck it. Like he said, he wanted to come on as promised him season two. So if you kind of listen to season two, that's the only episode we kind of really go with sex, sex. But, um, yeah, I don't think I have any limits. I, um, I do think, you know, certain things I'm probably never going to talk about, like as far as, um, serious personal things with me and my family trauma. I'm just not like, I'll say that for like my book or something. Um, and you know, I don't like to ever make somebody cry or, you know, any kind of humiliation is not really my thing. But um, I think everything else is fine. It's not a gotcha show. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to do that. I feel like that's whack, that's corny. No, you know, shade to anybody that does that. I just feel like you got to make somebody comfortable. Personally, I like to butter the, the guests up and then ask my questions because they're more comfortable. I think people are more comfortable giving you their, their true authentic self when you're not trying to badger them or you're not trying to make fun of them. Yeah. And I kind of noticed that you, you're kind of not censoring yourself, but you were definitely pivoting with mm-hmm. uh, the content direction of the show. You're not just going to be the raunchy because um, to me, with especially with, with, with radio, and I haven't heard that much, um, the, so much of this from podcasting, I'm over the shock shock thing. And I think mm-hmm. the industry is too. So I'm glad that you're opening your mind to, to try different things and, and just keeping it very loose and conversation going and having different topics for uh, each episode. So uh, the one conversation that you had on your show that I thought was very interesting and I just, I can't stop thinking about it is you, Malcolm was on and you were talking about credentials with uh, media, TV, radio, and podcasting. Um, so where do you kind of stand on that currently? Um, well, shout out to Malcolm. I was just talking to him. He said to tell you hi. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, I meant yeah. to reach out to Malcolm too because there's so many things I want to, uh, I got to catch up on him with BQE and another thing. Yeah. I would love for us three to just sit down and talk about stuff, but that's a whole oh, other Hell yeah. Yeah, that would be, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I don't want to come off as a hater. Like that's, let me say that first. I just feel like if you're a celebrity and you have a radio show or a podcast or you're in this field, and I just feel like, you know, be happy that you're in this field. I think sometimes they get all like, you know, my chest is bigger or ego trying to be like, I think, like I said, Joe Budden and Nori had a whole episode about them clowning every other artist that just tried to do a podcast. And they were just like, oh, well, you know, we like we, we kind of stand out. We're kind of doing like, we got to, you know, and it's just like well, we went to school for this. Like we really work hard for this. And it kind of sucks when people that kind of just have a celebrity name kind of get further than us because of their credentials. So just be happy that you're in the room. And I would like for the future, maybe we can mix it up. Like if you're going to have a celebrity, like let's have a person who actually studied the craft in there as well. Not just them being the host, but co-hosting. Like it could be a kind of a, a joint thing. I kind of hate that if for some reason these big names like to just have celebrities kind of fill up their roster just to get the views. But it's no longevity because they don't know what they're doing because they didn't, you know, like that's not their craft. So, yeah. yeah. So your issue is more so like people who already have name value and they come into this medium and they kind of uh, they take it for granted and yeah. they just kind of just using it to kind of put themselves on a pedestal and not actually try to make something, you know, you know, innovative, not innovative, but just something interesting that people can, you know, take right. in. Yeah. 
like I made a little rap song. That's like me making a rap song. It's selling out, and then me being like, I'm better than all of you. But it's like, bitch, you don't rap. Like, so just let me just be happy that my song made a chart. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's it. yeah, because um, yeah, like to me with like credentials in in general is that the best credential for this is just experience and, and trying it out because none of us would be here if like you know a WKRB didn't let us voice our opinions and and Alyssa and Rob like not uh, allowing us to make mistakes and mm-hmm. really screw up and to learn from it and I definitely give Alyssa a lot of credit for that because there's a lot of times she'd be like oh you said this thing and even you know and I listen to her and I take criticism and when I got into the industry professionally my program director will call me while I'm on the air I'm like Peter I like what you said but like you could have you could have said it quicker or whatever and I I love that. So um, your credentials are your experiences. That, that that's really it. But yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I think a lot of people that are getting into the media space and and um, trying to make a podcast or just trying to work in the industry, I think they should listen to your episode because it's very it's kind of eye opening. Um, it's cool. I appreciate that. I'm so sorry for my dog. And my dog. Oh, it's cool. Like, I, I, I apologize for your listeners. I feel like you're cool, but you know your listeners may attack me. So well. I, well, listen, I live right by a highway, so okay. it's, uh, it, it's not really – background noise is a thing on my little oh, – okay. So it doesn't really matter. Cool. Um, so another thing about your show that I find fascinating is Lamarck's Corner. So mm-hmm. are you surprised with the amount of audience interaction with this show? Because you're taking questions from the listeners, correct? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not really surprised. I'm surprised that some of the questions – go so low left. Like, sometimes they come for me. And I, I don't... I'm all for entertainment if it's on the show. But um, I really get... The question a lot is, like, can I come on the show? And it's just, like, I don't... But why? No one gives me the, like, the why. Like, you can't just come on the show and just, like, sit there and me ask you questions about... You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make sense. That's like me going to your job and just saying, hey, can I just... Can I start doing stuff? Like, that doesn't make sense. So I get that question a lot, but I do like to help people, and I do like that people are interactive with that. So it's cool. I wouldn't say surprised. I mean, humbledly, yes, but I, I, I appreciate the love. How much, uh, per, per episode, like how much mm-hmm. questions do you get submitted for Lamar's Corner? Probably like five. Probably like five. But I also have a lot of questions from the Fresh Movement that I just haven't used, so I kind of just recycle some of those as well. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. it, it, if it generates a conversation, you know, yeah, fine. Do you like for Lamarck's corner? And not, well, actually, Lamarck have the dark. Just generally mm-hmm. speaking, there's so many Lamarck shit. I understand it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, are you and Chelsea like having like mini production meetings before? Do you guys discuss what, what what's going to be talked about, or do you got? Is it more like a like a free flowing thing? Like you just you, you hit record and then whatever happens happens. Um. No, we usually have like a rundown. We usually have a situation like what that episode is going to be. We usually kind of you know talk beforehand to kind of just make sure there's no situations. I mean, I know sometimes the episodes sound like we're just like ha ha ha, but it is a lot of things. A lot of, a lot of structure that goes to it. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, it probably takes about two hours maybe to structure a good show. Um, I think the only show that we just said like balls to the wall was probably the birthday show because. Add a lot of people on it, so we just said it is what it is. But I think everything else, we kind of structure it because we don't want to sound dumb. We don't want to sound like we're not, we don't know what we're talking about, and we don't want to sound like we're amateurs. I think that it's cool to kind of do a podcast and not really know what you're, you know, doing if you're just starting out. 
but I do feel like sometimes I have an obligation to people that listen to me to kind of, you know, produce really good quality content. So I really take that, you know, to heart when I'm producing a show. I listen, I think about the first few episodes of My Little Underground and the first few episodes of, of the Wrestling Caucus, and I cringe a little bit because I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Why did we say that? We could have wrapped this up earlier. Uh, uh, but then there's the power of editing. But yeah, I think it's it's very important to really think about you know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, and make sure you know what you're what you're talking about, and so you sound professional. Because again, your show, from what you've been telling me, it's almost like an air check. Like you want yeah. the industry to hear this, but uh, to that end, when you're listening to the show, because with air checks, you have to find your your best, your absolute best stuff. So how do you go about, you know, picking some of your best? material to to show to someone in the industry to whatever part of it you're gonna wind up being that is a very interesting slash difficult question um it's it's difficult because i feel like everybody is different and um my boss actually recently wanted to hear the show but he was like what's your like what's your best episode and i was like i i really don't know like what do you i kind of like to ask somebody what do they relate to the most so, like, if you have heartbreak, that's fine. If you like to just talk to shit, that's fine. Like, I feel like it depends on the person. Because I feel like if you're relating to something more pop culture-esque or you're relating to something more personal, then I'm like, I'm going to give you an episode that can kind of relate more to you than to what I think that you would like, if that makes sense. Um, but I do would like to one day maybe sit down and, like, make a whole reel or website, something like that. But that's going to be a very difficult situation to do because I'm it's a lot of things I will have to go through the vault and see. So that's a good question. Yeah. And another thing you were talking about on the show, uh, very briefly, almost like a burnout because mm -hmm. there was a couple of weeks you didn't do an episode and you came on like, ah, you know, we just, we didn't, you, you, you have your life to live. You know, so yeah. how, do you, how do you kind of manage that? Like, how do you know, okay, do you have a, like a solid cadence for recording episodes and um do you feel when you when you're not putting out an episode like you feel like oh we should be doing something yes and no i feel like at the end of the day um i did the freshman for five to six years and as much as i loved it i do feel like the support it was there but it wasn't there if that makes sense like i do feel like a lot of people you know gravitated to it but i did want it to blow up in more higher heights if that makes sense so i think this is a balance of you know producing good content but also you know putting yourself first at certain times like if an episode doesn't come out because my computer crashed something happened then it's out of my control but i do try to let people know that you know maybe you missed an episode or something else happened or you know we're we're human and i don't ever feel i used to feel like sometimes like oh i gotta make sure this episode is that i gotta make sure this isn't that but it's like i mean it it is what it is. The universe has a plan. If it comes out, and when it comes out, it comes out. Um, just like Beyonce's visuals. Like, that's what I use now. Like, Beyonce doesn't have her visuals out. So, when and, you know, things don't come out, be like, oh, blame Beyonce. Yeah, and so, she doesn't have an album out every year. Yeah, so look, man, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And I feel like people don't understand, like, we literally are sitting here talking about sometimes things that we know about, but our personal experiences, and that could be a lot. Like a lot of people I'm learning aren't really comfortable just talking about stuff that, you know, they don't really know about. So I just, I, um, I feel like we don't get enough credit. 
sometimes. I think people just think that we get on the mic and just talk. That they don't realize the production, the meetings, the scheduling interviews, the long hours of editing. Um, I know for me personally, I listen to the show three times. Like the, when I'm doing it, editing, and then like post. Like it's a lot. And sometimes a lot of that stuff is free work. Like we have to pay some software and, you know, microphones and engineering. Like it's, it's so much that goes into it. And I feel like we don't... Um, People just think, oh, it's, it's out. Oh, if it's late, it's like, oh, that bridge. You know, they, they don't work hard enough. But it's like, you don't see half of the hard work that we put into it. Um, but, you know, I guess that's just life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's really just, it, it's effort. You know, yeah. if you um, if you really want to uh, do this like consistently and you, you feel like you have something to say and you can articulate it very well consistently, then I think it's, you know, it, it's worth it's worth like all the free work, like you're saying, all the free labor. But to me, when I do this, and I, I do two podcasts, it's a lot of work. But I don't think of it that way because I love what I'm doing. And it's right. just, uh, it's very freeing. It's how I decompress from, um, you know, the, the, the pains of the real world, as it were. But um, yeah, when, I, when I'm listening to your show, it's, um, it, one, it's entertaining. And it, two, it's like, okay it kind of like motivates me to get behind the microphone and really just make sure that my shows are quality. Cause I remember I was a guest on Malcolm's old podcast of um, fully loaded. And I was like, sometimes I felt like, Oh my God, I'm not prepared for, for this because these two are so great at just uh, generating conversation from the thin air. But I don't know what goes on behind, like what, what you, know, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. and it made me think I need to work hard. I need to make sure like, the quality is important for for my own shows. Nah, man, your quality is definitely dope. I think you I are phenomenal. Oh, and, thanks. Uh, so are you. So yeah. I think that um, you know, a lot of people that I don't really, you know, in this podcast, radio, whatever, call the game. I really yeah. like admire, but you're definitely in in that group for me, per, you know, for say. So. Yeah, yeah, you and Malcolm, they, you guys make magic. <laughs> um, I, I wish it was man. another Issa Rae show that Malcolm could talk about. So I right. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. When he's working, um, he's definitely working on BQE. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so. that, that, oh, my God. You, I know you were, uh, you made a cameo on it, which was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah when, I, yeah. when I heard your cameo, I texted Malcolm, like, oh, my God. Like, that was so cool how you integrated uh, Lamarck mm-hmm. in, in that. It, it was awesome. So um, when it comes to, like, Lamarck's Corner, again, going back to that, um, some of it is advice. Not all mm-hmm. of it, but some of it is yeah. advice. Now, do you feel like, going back to credentials, do you feel like you need or any did anybody tell you what, what makes you think that you can give advice like that? Like, what are your credentials? I've actually got some questions like that. They're like, well, bitch, if you're single, how are you going to give relationship advice? I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, I was like, at the end of the day, one... They have, they have a point. They do have a point. But two, at the end of the day, these are questions that are being sent to me. So at the end of the day, somebody wants my opinion on those questions. It's one thing if I'm just sitting here like, oh, maybe I should talk about this. But someone asks those questions. They ask me for those questions. So, you know, I'm just giving my little 10 cents to the world. But I do feel like a lot of the world that I've experienced, I can kind of, you know, speak on that. Like, I may be single, but I've had relationship situations I've had, you know, a lot of trauma situations. I've had life situations. I'm black, gay. Like, it's a lot that I can, you know, really give to the world that I've been through. Um, but, yeah, I've gotten those questions. And they, I feel like they are half right because 
I've never been married. I've never been divorced. I've never had those kind of situations. So if it's someone who's married asking those questions, I can only give my insight to the best of my ability. But I'm also the kind of person who is will bring an expert on the show and kind of have them talk about that. So, you know, it's, it's a catch-22. But for those people that will ask me those questions like, you're not qualified, bitch, just, just, just don't watch the show. It's not that serious. It's yeah. just a fun little show. Don't. It's not that deep. Yeah, and then uh, life will, you know, probably contradict, you know, whatever. Yeah, man. It, it, it thinks, listen, if you're in a relationship, any relationship, you're qualified to, to, to give advice on that and talk about your experience. Right. It, it, it may not be the right answer, but also you should be able to think for yourself. You should be able to have many sources of information. Like if somebody right. tells you one thing, you know, it, it doesn't mean that's the be all end all. Like Lamarck or Peter's opinion is not the take it with a grain of salt that's all this is not cnn no (laughs) so i don't i don't know yeah even cnn you know you guys cnn too you know um so as far as uh lamarck is uh lamarck after dark is concerned about um eventually if if you're gonna you know try to make lamarck after dark this kind of show are you open to like reading ads or getting endorsements for certain products or do you feel like you want to generate revenue independently. I mean, I would like to do it independently, but I would also, I wouldn't mind sponsors. I know we had a Manscaped sponsor, but it went a little left. You know, shout out to Manscaped, but it just it just didn't work out. Um, and then we had a sex toy sponsor, but that just was too much. Um, so I was like, you know what? Whatever happens just independently is fine. I think that the situation I'm in, I'm able to get, you know, studio space that is, you know, good in my surroundings, my budget, everything works out. And I think that when things work out organically, the universe is just telling me to keep pushing. So I would like sponsors, but I do, I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, beg for them if that makes sense. Yeah. At least not yet. At least not yet. So what, uh, season two of this show, um, mm. it's on and popping right now. How many episodes do you plan on doing this season? And are you already thinking about season three? I would like to do at least 20. Okay. I feel like 20 is cute. Because um, last season I did like seven. And people really wanted more. So I was like, okay, 20 is cute. Um, I'm really actually excited because I don't know when this will air. but um, uh, It's going to air like, let's see, it's uh, it's Wednesday. I got a show coming out Saturday. So next Saturday. Yeah, like July 22nd. Okay. Yep. So by that time, the Maxwell, I did an interview with Maxwell. And that's coming out Whoa. Friday. Yeah. So it was really cool to talk about him, about the whole Z100 and... Just stuff like that. And I feel like those stuff like that that really pushes me to keep pushing and keep going. So, um, yeah, man. I, I'd like to have a really... I like to, for every season to have somebody that I can really relate to or like a role model. So for Maxwell, for me, it was, it's that. Um, but I think it might be 20. I know we have a conservative coming on maybe. And he wow. wants to talk about... But I don't know yet. I'm still debating because I'm... I'm very, like, you know, for your choices, pro, like, whatever you want to do with your life. As long as it's not affecting me or if you're not being a, a dick, I'm cool with it. Um, but, he, you know, he has a lot of, you know, views on gays and abortion and stuff like that. And I I feel like that would be good for the show, but I don't know if it would be good for my mental. And that's something that I'm trying to deal with right now because life can be so difficult, so why make it harder? But I also feel like that could be helping someone who's still confused about certain aspects. Because I do feel like you could be a liberal but have conservative thoughts about certain things. So 
I don't know. I might just do it and just see how it flows. Because I can always just cut it, you know, if it yeah. flows bad. Exactly. But, um, You're steering yeah. the ship. And as far as, like, having a conservative on, depending on what their views are, um, I some of their views can be different from yours. Like somebody can have a different opinion, but mm-hmm. if you're saying someone, if you have thoughts on something, that's that thought can be harmful to someone. You right. know what I mean? Like it's different from saying, well, um, I like Beyonce or I prefer listening to Solange. Or I prefer listening to Destiny's Child. That's different from someone saying, well, you know, your existence is, is, it's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that must be very, very difficult for you. Yeah, I'm gonna try to take my emotions out of it. Yeah. And I feel like I that would be. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. But kudos yeah. To I'm. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see how that works. Yeah. And, um, but I'm excited for the Maxwell interview to come out. Well, that will be out by the time this is out. So. Yeah. I'm excited to get your opinions on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So as far as Maxwell is concerned, right, with artists, because you know I talk to artists a lot on the show. And do you find it very challenging um, or rather difficult to to book artists? Absolutely. Oh, no, no, wait. wait I'm not, not Maxwell the singer. Maxwell the guy from Z100. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, um, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, tell, yeah. like, people in the industry, yeah. artists, uh, yeah. I really no. thought you meant the singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else did, too. I was like, I got I to gotta clarify that because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but shout out to Maxwell, both of them. Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm glad you clear, cleared that up. Yeah, but um, yeah, people, especially when they want to see stats, they want to see how much revenue mm-hmm. you're bringing in. They want to see well, how does this benefit me? I've got that. I've gotten how does this benefit me? I've gotten my my um charge is five hundred dollars. I've gotten I don't know if you, if you're big enough to even have me on your show. Yeah, I've gotten yeah. what's your budget? I'm like. It's a podcast. I'm not a promoter. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, no, thank you. I'm a yeah, no. yeah, exactly. So I've never I never paid for a guest. No. So I'll never do that. I'm, don't ever do that. Yeah. People listening, don't ever do that. Stupid. Yeah. But some people, you know, to like the you know, the yeah. celebrities that have their podcasts, they pay for guests. So yeah. hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. I'm yeah. just not paying for that. At least at this moment in my life. So. Right, right. Gotcha. All right, Lamarck, I appreciate you coming on to talk about uh, Lamarck After Dark. Um, mm-hmm. Please tell people where to follow you and how to listen to the show. Yes, man, of course. Lamarck After Dark is available on all social media platforms, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, iHeartMedia, Spotify, I believe TuneIn. We also have the YouTube version. I don't know if I want to keep doing the YouTube version because I feel like people really seem to like listen to the audio than the YouTube. But I don't know. But it's all available on YouTube as well. Um, I mean, I'm biased. I'm an audio guy, so yeah. But a lot of people are. A lot of people, I feel like, in the industry are more audio. But I feel like the people that don't really get it are more video. Yeah. But then they, but then they get like tuned out quickly because it's not, you know, people attention span is so short nowadays. But right. But yeah, in a in a grand scheme of things, that's where you can find me. And um, yeah, and Lamarck underscore Fresh on all social media platforms. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Lamarca. Uh, next time we have to get Chelsea on. I would love to talk to both of you. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I know she's working right now, but I would definitely yeah. um, link her in the next time. And thank you for reaching out and just, you know, being so dope. I really appreciate, you know, you having me on your platform. And, yeah. um, you know, definitely keep, please keep pushing, keep doing your podcast. I think they're great. I think it's what's needed in this world right now. And, um, you know, you know how much of a star you are. My little underground.